This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Now, Tanya, I want to talk a little bit about this recently released 2018 treat report that you guys put out in which you discuss the growth in sales and a lot of the issues that are around the industry uh, that have been going on in the past few years. What do you think is the sort of main things that are driving continued growth in your category, even though, I mean, it's kind of, one would think that these things would be, you know, reaching a point of, I don't know, saturation or point of leveling off, but you're still growing. And how is that possible? What's going on there? (laughs) Uh, Great question. I would say that the category is highly elastic. And the reason that we're seeing the growth in the category is that consumers are continuing to look for ways to treat themselves. And in fact, the treat report that you referred to was a study we did at the end of last year. Mm -hmm with a thousand Americans and it really talked to the fact that um, Americans want to treat themselves with a friend. So when they share a treat, it's even sweeter. So you can see why the category, why the business would be growing because if you want to have a moment that you take for yourself, you share um, candy with a friend, which is very shareable, whether you're sharing uh, Twix bars or you're sharing M&Ms, it also is a moment, frankly, for our younger consumers to share not just face-to-face, mm-hmm. which this actually gives them a reason to be face-to-face, but also in social. So we know that actually half of, 50% of the millennials that we um, surveyed want to actually post something oh. about their treats. So if you think about it, we're in a very visual world. Yes. People want to share what they're doing, how they're decorating, how they're having a party with their products, how they're sharing it with their friends. So really, I think that's the secret to success mm-hmm. is that our fans are looking for more and different ways that they can have a treat. And that actually is the inspiration for us opening up the um, our salon where mm-hmm. we gave our fans a chance to come in for us to say thank you if they would come in with um, a friend and share a treat. So whether it was a, you know, a blowout or a Manny or a Patty mm-hmm. with a chocolate inspired oh. twist. Oh, wow. Tell us a little bit more about that. That sounds pretty cool. It actually was cool and amazingly fun. I have to say we had uh, over a thousand fans who came. Wow. We um, had them book appointments online with a friend or anyone they wanted to share with. We were not restricted. Mm -hmm. And um, they came in and they could have a mint-inspired blowout. (laughs) They could have a Snickers Petty. Wow. Very chocolate-infused pedicure. Wow. um, M&M's Makeover or Dove, get a smoky chocolatey eye. (laughs) When you speak (laughs) to your friend from Lush later, (laughs) 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 you can share our crossover into her space. Right. People are looking for new ways to indulge and to treat them themselves and their friends. That's very, very cool. Where was the pop-up, Tanya? Where, where did this happen? Oh, in New York City. New York City? On, okay. on um, 39th Street, we were in a retail space so cool. that, um, you know, our fans could come in. And actually, if they couldn't get an appointment, we had a lounge open where they could come in and share a treat with a friend and relax and enjoy, maybe get a chair massage. So um, <laughs> lots of opportunity to come in and interact and, and have a fun time getting ready for Valentine's Day. That's absolutely fantastic, Tanya. I mean, I'm just sitting here picturing in my mind the awesomeness that is associated with sitting there getting a massage or getting a mani or pedi and I do that by the way I am a very uh, progressive male 
So I, I from time to time, I am known to get my manis and petties. Uh, it might be a little bit too much information for you, Tanya. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm, I'm think, sitting there like playing this out in my mind, you know, and having a wonderful experience with the brand, uh, treating myself. I've got my close friend there, and you know, I'm thinking, sitting there eating these wonderful M and M's. My favorite, by the way, and I want to thank you for this personally. Are M and M's with peanuts. Oh, they are fantastic. Classic. Yes, absolutely. And I, and whenever I, I'm so I have such poor self-regulation, Tanya, that whenever there's a bag there, I just eat the whole thing, and I just it's just fantastic. Uh, but going back to this point, so at the pop-up store, like I can just imagine how cool that would have been for your fans to actually experience something and to my actually my my sound engineer is holding up a bag that I'm going to take from her later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that that fantastic experience that you're creating, how did you how did you reach out? How did you identify which fans to to actually invite for this, uh, Tanya? It was actually open invite on. Uh, Oh. Through our social channels, okay. so um, it was up to our fans. But we did, you know, have quite a bit of outreach through our, all of our social channels, mm-hmm. um, and we were frankly delighted by the response. As I said, we had like a thousand, right? A thousand people come through. So, wow. um, two days—that's that's a pretty amazing amount of people to to sign up, come through, and mm-hmm. enjoy the space. So, wow. You know, again, I think it's it's really creating a connection that goes beyond simply the product experience. Interesting. Let me get this uh, sort of your perspective on this and your your comment on this, Tanya. When you guys do things like this, and I think they're fantastic. Uh, how do you, how do you, how, or do you, uh, do you, do you think of this as, well, this is an exercise to elevate our brand and to do something cool, to do something experiential, uh, and that's where we leave it. Or do you take that next step and say, we also want to try to demonstrate, you know, what impact this might have had somehow, either through, you know, our social media channels and, or, you know, did we sell some more of our product because of this? And it, are there ways to make the link or do you just literally stop and say, you know what, we do cool stuff to elevate our brand. What are your thoughts on that, Tanya? Uh, no, absolutely. The, the latter. We do mm-hmm. want to see the impact that we're having. We're always interested in the social conversations that are generated. Really, it's, it's a way for us to have the conversation directly with our fans. So it, it is the perfect feedback mechanism. Mm-hmm. And it's also a way to engage them and understand what um, creates that emotional connection, as we talked about even earlier, right? If you're engaging in a new experience, we mm-hmm. have the opportunity to look at doing pop-up stores again. And how do you surround it? What's the right moment? So we know Val- Valentine's was a time when mm. people do want to treat themselves, and being part of that treat and preparation is a perfect marriage of what we do. Mm-hmm. So we do look at it. I would say um, we don't measure a a, a direct link to our sales, but I would say I firmly believe that the more you create a connection that goes beyond, you know, being in the in the aisle in the store, the more that you're going to generate a positive um, connection mm-hmm. and drive more sales. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Tanya: Is the treat report available publicly, or is this something that's? Uh, yes, you... I, absolutely, oh, it is. Okay. publicly, and we've released it, and we're happy to send you a copy of it as well. That would be fantastic. I, I would absolutely love to take a look at this analysis and your report and just learn some more cool stuff about about your space. Uh, let me ask you this. So from the perspective of the report and uh, the other sort of analyses that you've been doing, Tanya, what are you learning about sort of the folks that are out there that are the consumers and the sort of some of the trends that you might be seeing in this space, perhaps in specific response to the younger consumers. Are anything's popping in, in your mind that you see from the report or, or? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, 
one thing that we see very clearly um, over a quarter of all the Americans that we surveyed do want to share their treats socially, but millennials over-index on that, so that they are 50% want to mm. do that. So okay. I think about a half of them are sharing. I bet it's even more than they state, if you want to know the truth, but mm. mm-hmm. um, that is definitely something that we see. We also see that, you know, um, our, our um, consumers would actually prefer um, their candy over like a baked good or a salty snack oh, over a quarter of them. Okay. Um, and frankly, that, you know, if you think about the Valentine's Day occasion, um, they're also over 60% see it, uh, a treat or a sweet treat as the perfect gift for this occasion. So it's certainly a time when people want to indulge in a treat and share a treat. So um, lots of key learning from, from the report. Certainly we see the younger millennial consumer who mm-hmm. wants to share it more. So when they share, it's not just the face-to-face share, of course. They're living in a very social world. Gotcha. So they're always posting it. Very, very cool. Let's jump to the phone lines. We have Greg from Pennsylvania. Greg, hi. What's your question? Hey, how are you? Well, Doing- I said to your caller screener earlier, I said that it's kind of a segue, but I'm looking at my empty bag of M&M peanuts because that happens to be my favorite, too. Nice. And, and, and this is totally unsolicited, obviously. <laughs> Very cool. Um, What's so, your question, Greg? Num- number two, well, obviously M&M has a lot of, lot of uh, a budget for marketing. I work for a really tiny company, and we have no budget for marketing slash branding per se. So my question to you as a professor, I guess, um, and also – to the young woman who's uh, in charge of such a uh, nationally, if not internationally known brand, what can one do to help promote and propagate a brand where you've got some identity, but not a lot of money? Hmm, interesting. What are your thoughts on that, Tanya? Yeah, Pardon? you know, I don't think actually you always oh. need a lot of money, especially in the social space. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we actually have an um, internal team that does a lot of our social communication work. Mm-hmm. And um, frankly, a very good digital camera <laughs> 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 or yes. maybe a lens on your iPhone. Yes. And you can be out there and create something and be posting and create your own community. So I think there's, there are a lot of ways that you can create a connection with your fans without a big budget. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it may not be where you're going on TV necessarily, but I'm not sure for each brand that you need to be. So oh, I think there's a lot of great ways that you can create that connection. The other thing I would say also is um, I, I feel that uh, particularly like there's some very efficient media like radio where you could actually really lean in and create your own space and have your own attitude. Like if you think about even the M&M's brand or Iconic Snickers brand, they have mm-hmm. very defined personalities. Yes. And so if you just lean into something that you feel is really um, strong and important for your, your brand, I think you could do it with a very lean budget. Very, very cool. Thanks for the call, Greg. We appreciate that call. I would also Thank build you. on what you're, what you're saying, Tanya, is that, yeah, it's like we're, in a, we're living in a new world, and you can get out there and you can do all kinds of cool, creative stuff for your brand on not a, you know tons and tons of money and on a massive budget because the social aspect really allows to create word of mouth and cool stuff that you can do. This idea of, of what you talked about with your consumers, your fans, sharing and enjoying the product and talking about it with each other and creating conversations uh, between your, your most loyal folks is, is a great place, even for a small business that doesn't have a lot of the money, the monetary resources to be able to start. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say that's correct? 
Absolutely correct. I think, you know, today's world, the medium is so much more fluid that there's so much more opportunity for you to create those connections. Very, very cool. Well, Tanya Berman, thanks very much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me and have a great Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day to you too, Tanya. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Tanya and Mars, go to Mars.com or follow them on Twitter at Mars Global. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 